Hi, my name is Stephen Rafferty, and you're watching These Are Questions. This is the internet show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. And today's guest is a talented musician, songwriter, and singer. Please welcome Christine Sacco. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Before we get into the show itself, I need to explain the rules of These Are Questions. Christine, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are going to be based around uh, things that are random and, well, borderline idiotic. Do you accept those terms? I do. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, Christine, are you ready? I think I am. <laughs> I'll take that thinking. I'll take it. <laughs> Internet, are you ready? Okay, then take that as a yes. With that, let's begin our interview. So I would like for you to introduce yourself um, and explain a little bit more about yourself and explain why you made the decision to move to California and pursue music full time. My name is Christine Sacco and I am a musician for the for the purposes of you <laughs> interviewing me today. I'm a musician. Uh, I grew up in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is just a suburb outside of Minneapolis, and I moved to San Diego, California in 2012. The main reason I moved here was because the winters are not sub-zero, <laughs> which helps uh, with my psyche and my like physicality. Um, I just couldn't take the winters anymore. And like ever since when I grew up, I would like watch Laguna Beach and like the hills and all of that stuff. And I always just thought it would be like the coolest thing to live in California. So, <laughs> That's what happened. That's pretty cool. I hope you like my little shirt. I, I made it specifically for you because it's palm trees. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. I, di I didn't notice it, actually. I'm glad. I'm glad. Since you're a California, I guess, I guess traveler slash native now. Um, and as yeah. a Floridian, you know, we have one thing in common. Palm trees. Palm trees. Yep. The one shout thing. To, yeah. Shout out to the trees. Yep. Shout out to the palms. <laughs> My next question is, I would like for you to pick a number from one to 10 and explain why you picked that number. Three. Any reason? Because, because it's, I, when I was younger, I thought it was like the cutest number because it was like round. I didn't like think like, oh, it looks like a butt. But like, I was like, oh, it's like round and cute. And then it became like my like favorite lucky number. So three for sure. Okay. Lucky number three, the cutest yeah. number of the, the cutest bunch. cutest number, yeah, it really is. <laughs> cool. So I would like for you to um, remember that number for the end of the season. You may want to uh, write it on a sticky note. You may want to put it on a, uh, a board wall, or you may want to write a song about the number three, maybe how cute the number three is. I, I don't <laughs> know. Um, but I want you to remember that number for the end of the season because it's going to play a very important role towards the end. So just okay. remember that number. All right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so while researching more about you, um, I saw that you have a degree in mathematics, which is really cool. Um, you can say that there's a lot of similarity between music and math. Do you think that learning in mathematics have maybe prepared you or helped you in creating your music? I will say like, cause I know a bit about like music theory and stuff too. So I think that like the tie in between like, obviously like time signature and stuff like that, like is very good for like the technical aspect of like very well composed, structured music. I also have like a fair amount of OCD. So like, I just have a very like rigid way that I like to like, 
compose music and like the way that I write. And I think that is the same affinity that I have for mathematics. I don't know how much people often ask me if like the math ties into um, the music and stuff, but um, I think that it definitely, it definitely helps like from like a time and like beat standpoint. Um, but I don't think, I think that I'd like to keep them separate parts of my brain, to be honest, because I don't want to get, I like music to, I don't want it to be too technical. You know what I mean? And if you get really into like math and like science and that part, it gets to be very like, you know, predictable, if you will, it could be. I, I, I can, I can see, I can see that, you know, maybe t too much knowledge on both areas. And when you're combining each other could, could lead to some, I don't want to say confusion, but just like some, like, I don't know what the best word is not the stress but just like some some difficulty you can say um mm -hmm. in, in between and you know but one thing you could say is that you know a lot of musicians are very smart and since you also have an uh, an element of learning different i guess math equations and math problems you, you can say you're, you're like double smart like double genius <laughs> i i like to say i'm double genius i should get a tattoo of double g just like double genius i got my forehead oh, oh that'd be great please don't do it on your forehead <laughs> oh my goodness please no no i don't want to be the cause of that um uh, if hey, you, if you decide to get a, a double genius tattoo <laughs> like maybe like on an area like you know that will affect like future stuff <laughs> yeah um, I mean, everything is going to be futurely effect. Like everything's going to get wrinkly at some point in Saggy. So, uh, okay, fair, fair enough. I mean, if you decide to, let me know. I will put it on the show of the picture. <laughs> oh man! But I don't encourage it. Please don't. Like, don't do it if you I, don't uh, want to. You know, fleeting moments. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you gotten a chance to perform in a lot of different places and got to work with some different bands and do your own independent music. And you know, you had one of your bands uh, called Now Now, which is a great name for a band. Um, you've gotten the chance to open for some big uh, performers and big bands such as Paramore and Paper Route. Is there a band that you either want to open for or maybe headline with in the future? I would say like, if I had like a moonshot band, like a, it's not gonna happen, but it would be like awesome. I would probably say Tegan and Sarah. Um, just because they're awesome, and I've obviously been into them—not obviously, well, obviously been into them for a very, very long time. I think like the way that their music evolved is really awesome, and I just think that tour would be amazing, and like just the crowd would probably be more along the lines of the kind of crowd that I would want in my audience. Um, and then for a more realistic, possibly uh, answer—I don't know if you know—but there's a band out of. Um, on Ontario, I think it's Ontario, mm -hmm. um, Canada called the Zolas and they've been my favorite for a very long time. And I've seen them, they've been to San Diego once and I saw them the one time they came here and they're just, I um, I know the keyboardist and he's like a really cool guy and they just seem very uh, chill. That would be awesome. And don't don't doubt yourself. You never know, like don't be, you shoot for the stars. Like you never know who you're gonna connect with in the future. Well, I did never think I would open for Paramore, so that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Like, That's what are the chances? Like, don't yeah. don't knock yourself short, you know? Uh, like, I guess. Those, gotta, those, those days are over, though. <laughs> what? They're, ne they're never over. Okay. You always manifest, you know? Things things right. always change. You're right, you know? you're right. You're Look right. at the poss possibility. We're interviewing halfway across the world through an online internet program. During in the middle, a pandemic. During a <laughs> pandemic. So, like, what, what are the chances of that? You know what I mean? That's true. Very true. So you never know. You never know. Do you think that Link from The Legend of Zelda can do a kickflip? 
Yes, absolutely. Like without a doubt, like, yeah, absolutely. He could probably do like a sword thing in the middle of it too. Like there's a lot he could do. I know he for could, sure. He could, do, he could do like a multiple like, like kick flip, vario flip or whatever. And then like- And like do with something like the shield. There's gotta be like, he'll do this with the okay. shield while it's happening. But yeah, I can um, see it. He can use the shield as his board though. As he's yes, going down the mountain. That is true. Did you know in Breath of the Wild, he can do that on, you know, in, on the snow? He can jump. Actually, I think you can do it on the grass too. You can jump off and like slide on your shield. So, Ooh. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's exactly how he's going to do his kickflip. 100%. Absolutely. You know? Now I want a Legend of Zelda, uh, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater now. I am, I'm sure there's like a secret character. I mean, there was Spider-Man as a secret character and Boba Fett was a secret character in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Also, um, Gene Simmons was also a, a playable character. I did know that. Years. I did know that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Good stuff. There's a few of them. There's a few of them. So, hey, maybe for the next game. Legends of That'd be awesome. A link awesome. from Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you had the chance to form a super group, who would be your band members and what instrument would they play? They don't necessarily have to be musicians, but just like, who would be your super group? It's, it sounds like I feel like I would be like in a like a like a boy band. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, I would say I would pick musicians just because I I know they can play. <laughs> I know they can play the instruments. Um, I would say I don't. I honestly don't even know what I would do. Maybe I would like sing and play guitar, <laughs> and like maybe play keys. Okay. Um, but I would be in it. I would pick myself. Um, I, uh, just so I could like have fun, um, I'd probably pick, uh, Kevin Garrett on guitar. He does like mostly acoustic stuff, but like, obviously I'm sure he can noodle a bit on electric if he needs to. Esta Heim from Heim for, for bass because she's awesome. Um, Charlie Puth for keys because he's awesome and has perfect pitch. And the drummer from Bombay Bicycle Club on drums. Mm, okay. I know he has a name. I apologize, but I don't know what it is. It's okay. No worries. We'll, we'll put it on the screen. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Great. Yes. And sorry for not knowing his name. <laughs> um, okay. And then what, like, what would be like the, if you, if on the fly, what would be the band name? Oh, um, I feel like uh, mm, (laughs) wallpaper. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Wallpaper. I like it. Sounds cool, but I feel well. There's like Japanese wallpaper. I feel like I'm like taking something. Um, uh, I don't think so. Cinder. Uh, No, that's a band, isn't it? That's that's a band. Yeah, that is a, a group. Um. Um. I was gonna say the roots. This is getting bad. I'm the just roots. naming other. I'm just naming other bands now. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna the, stick with wallpaper. Okay. Okay. We'll stick with wallpaper. Hopefully, no one has taken that oh, band name. Oh, paint chip. Paint chip. Okay. 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 The I like that. Watch. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting weird. <laughs> you could you could do paint by numbers. That's it. That's one. Ooh, that is a good one. I feel like that's gotta be a band. Someone's got it. Like even if it's like some underground, you know, garage band or something. Okay, we'll switch it to numbers by paint. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. We'll have the legal distinction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just switch it. Okay, cool, cool. Numbers by paint. Got it. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can people exist without smartphones? 
Yes, definitely. Well, I mean, I don't know what is the <laughs> specifically like. Yes, they can. It's possible. I feel like stripping people of them at this point in the world would. It's people are going to exist. It's going to be different, mm-hmm. but it, it it's going to happen. I mean, if in this world. What is the creative <laughs> processes in developing your music? And which song or album was the most challenging to create so far? I th- my creative process when I created my first album, it was solely for the purpose of being like I'm making an album now. Um, and in that same, to answer your other question, it was definitely that album because I had never done it before. I'd only made like EPs that weren't, you know, they're not like on Spotify or anything. They weren't actually like released in any sort of professional form. So like, um, it was sort of daunting to be like, this is part, everything I'm doing is part of a, like a bigger vision. Um, mm-hmm. and to make it cohesive and everything like that was kind of challenging. Um, but I think now I have a lot to say about the way that the music industry shifted after COVID, especially with like people having to release singles to make money instead of like, you know, saving up for all of their songs in order to have like an EP or an album. It's like, you got to get your stuff out there as soon as you can, just so you can make money. If you are one of those bands or artists who, you know, rely on that source of income for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the world is getting sort of used to more of like a singles based type of release style from artists. And so I think at least for me, there's a little bit less pressure. I'm not like, you know, feeling like I have to, you know, create things on a regular basis, but at the same time, um, having so much free time, it's kind of nice to have the luxury of being like, Oh, I, you know, I could write a song today. Honestly, most of the times when I write a song though, it's not like I'm going to sit down and write a song. Like I'll be in the shower and I'll just like think of something and I'll quickly get out of the shower, write it down and then sort of iterate off of that. But I usually try not to pressure myself into being like, okay, sit down and write a song. Like I can't, I can't work under those circumstances. It has to be very, um, you know, natural and like mm-hmm. on a whim. And then w- once I'm working on it, obviously I can say like, okay, now I'm going to work on this project because it's already started. But at the very beginning, I, I don't say I'm going to do it. It just sort of happens. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's good. It's kind of like a natural whim. And, and when you're like your mind and your body wants to write something or wants <laughs> to uh, come up with something, I think that's kind of a more natural where it's not like you're forcing your body to do something that it doesn't mm-hmm. want to do or when you don't want to do it. Um, it's not easy if you're a full-time creative or a full-time musician or performer who, who has to constantly produce new stuff yeah. or constantly produce things. It's very draining and challenging. And most people won't understand it unless they're in their respective fields and they've been through it. Yeah. Um, you get burnout easily. You get, you go through the ringer. It's, it's a process. And like, definitely, if you have a lot of challenges and things happening, like, you know, it could be, it could be jarring. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, and, you know, I was listening to your uh, latest single, too. This is not question, really. I just wanted to mention that your latest mm-hmm. single, uh, Sediments, which is really good. I just want to you. put that in. That's a really Thank good you. song. And <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll plug everything in at the end of the show, but I just wanted to mention that. And cool. it, it kind of go with the latest re- release and kind of goes with what you're saying, like a single coming out when the musician or when the artist wants to release it, you know, and more and more people are kind of going away from, you know, traditional albums necessarily and going right. to more just one off and just getting it out there. Yeah. And that for me was a very <clears throat> interesting release too. I hadn't released music in over two years. Mm-hmm. And like the, that one was like a one single that I hadn't released 
my previous music in like a couple of years. So it was just very last year because of the pandemic and having more time, I like got more music equipment and I just, I got back into music. I hadn't really been, you know, in that mindset. I'd been like working a lot and I was just like, okay, well, I, I, I'm a musician because I play music, but I like wasn't on like a specific track to be like, I'm going to release this and I'm going to do this because like I said, it, it does get daunting for me sometimes, but I just got very, very motivated last year and like I bought a new piano and I just wrote a bunch of stuff and I'm like, I haven't done something in so long that is like consumable for people. Like I might as well just try. <laughs> and so I did it. <laughs> And that's what you have. That's half, half the battle is trying and seeing what works yeah. and what doesn't work. And like, I hope you continue on that. I think you will. You know, it seems like you, you're planning on potentially doing more stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, getting more opportunities out here. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really sure. looking forward to your progress and your continual growth. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and, you know, going with music, you know, my next question is, is what is a great piece of advice for maybe someone that, you know, has been playing for a little bit, but they kind of want to take it to another level or potentially try to pursue it more frequently? Um, what is a great piece of advice you can give to them? Um, try. There's like a fine balance between like, I you know, you could say like, oh, just make sure like you, you like practice a little bit each day or like make sure that you devote a certain amount of time to it each week or something like that. But I feel like, and this is sort of like keying off what I said before, like I'm very much of the type of musician that like needs to make the music like my hobby and not my job. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think at the point where you feel forced to do something like, don't, don't force it. If you feel like, you know, you can't, play that much but you you also won't ever feel like you can get to a certain level that you're trying to get it if you're not getting better mm -hmm. like if you you know and you're not going to get better if you don't keep playing <laughs> so it's like sort of like a catch-22 but like keep it fun like don't don't play and don't like write music if it feels forced um like turn it into a game, like be like, okay, I'm going to pick a category and I'm going to write a song about this category or something like that. You know, you can, there are ways to make it fun and keep it something you got to make sure that it stays something that makes you happy and not something that, that you feel like, Oh God, I have to do this now. Um, cause then also then why are you doing it? I have one more question to ask you, Christine. Sure. And it, it's not so much a question. It's more or less a scenario. Um, you know, I'm giving you the scenario. You okay. have the power. You have the power to perform anywhere in the universe. What planet or galaxy? Oh God! <laughs> I could feel the trepidation in, the, in, the, in that uh, response. I was uh, like Germany, and all of a sudden you're like, I was like, whoa! <laughs> As I said, you shoot big. Many possibilities. Many possibilities. Yeah. Um, what planet or galaxy? would you host a unplugged acoustic music session? I mean, is this safe? Like, uh, is it, is it, are we guaranteed to like not explode or something? <laughs> like when this is happening? Let's just say we have all the technology. All the necessary. Yeah, I all mean, the necessary I things to not explode. Honestly, like poor Pluto got the, got the short end of the stick or whatever the phrase is like, it got nixed from like everyone's education as being like the ninth planet. So I feel like Pluto, cause like the forgotten brother of, you know, everyone else 
you gotta like shout out to Pluto. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I would name my band. <laughs> right, I'm writing it down now. Pluto, comma the forgotten brother. <laughs> the forgotten brother. I love it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the I feel like the acoustics that far away would be just like weird and probably sound a little bit, you know, spacey. It, 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 it would be technically the tiniest concert in it, the history of the universe. Yeah, can't wait. You know, take that NPR with your tiny desk concert. Yeah, have- I beat NPR. I beat NPR. We yeah. gotta get some bookshelves and stuff. <laughs> we'll get like a tiny little shelf with your tiny concert. It'll be the tiny universe concert. I'll be in the shelf. Oh, like yeah, it'll be like yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna yeah. play on the shelf. Play on the shelf. That could be the that could be the next single right there for your band Pluto the Forgotten Brother. <laughs> yeah, on the shelf. Oh, that's a complicated. It's gonna be like Fall Out Boy with their really like twelve word long song titles. <laughs> <laughs> Which don't make any sense to me still to this day. But. No, it doesn't. I, I think that's I think that's what their thing is. That's what, it, it works. So they make millions off their long, <laughs> convoluted titles. I think the music doesn't hurt. <laughs> that part doesn't hurt. I think the music helps. A little, a little bit. It's all about the titles. It's the it's titles. It's all about the title. Oh, I would kill it. I would kill it if it was just that. I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> you will be in the future. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at my invisible watch on my yeah. kind of hand thing, whatever that you want to call this thing, um, that's it for our interview. Um, Christine, it's been a pleasure. And um, this is your time. Anything you want to promote, anything that you want to say, final thoughts, this is your moment to shine. I am reemerging as a musician in this year. Uh, I released a single on January 1st called Sediments. It's still, it's still kicking. It's still there if anyone wants to listen to it. It's a slow jam. It's like a little lo-fi hit. Um, and then I should have uh, some more music coming in the next couple months. And I'm ex- super excited about it because I think it'll be uh, different, but also like very of my, uh, of my, what do you call it? Like your style, <laughs> like yes. my stuff. It- not personality. It would be like, um, it's, like a, it's my st- it's like my main music style. It's like my OG music style, but like, yeah. So I'm excited about it. That, that's it. That's how you describe it. Yeah, like that. That's exactly it. Yeah, and then hopefully more later on and for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So for everybody that is watching, um, thank you. You've been watching. These are questions. Good night, everyone. Good night. Or good morning. Good morning. Good Good afternoon. Good good times. Good times. The good times show. Yeah. Remember that from the 70s? Don't. don't, Me either, but somebody (laughs) does. Uh, My audience is not old enough. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It'll be a good time, though. Yeah. (laughs) It will. It's for sure to be a good time. That's right. This interview is a good time. It is. Last time.